they said the road to hell is paved with good intentions who said that oh the modern expression was first published in henry g bonds a handbook of proverbs oh so he just compiled a bunch of shit he heard into a book and <laughs> somebody said there somebody he knew so if you are listening to this podcast yeah henry g bond if you're listening in great job henry good job stealing other people's content and then compiling it and putting it on mass media it's not like other people on the internet do that nowadays <laughs> and Was, so things sounds, really things really haven't changed since the 1800s right it's just people stealing content and repurposing it nothing has changed yeah and i was going to say it sounds like the buzzfeed of books <laughs> top 50 proverbs you've never heard before number 40 will shock you We often have conversations about mental health, spirituality, relationships, culture and stuff like that. So we decided to throw a mic between us and start a podcast. I'm currently in training to be a therapist, but these opinions and these ideas that I present right now are not any expert opinions. It's just stuff that I think. I'm a jack of all trades with experience in marketing, mental health, game design and more. So without further ado, let's get into the podcast. So before starting this podcast we were just thinking about what we can talk about and I think we didn't come up with anything so it's a dark cold winter night and we have tea so we're just going to do like a cozy chat um, yes. with each other Great introduction Kabir Thank you <laughs> So yeah uh, we decided that we don't necessarily need to use prompts every week or come up with a particular idea and since it's that kind of night where we just wanted to chill with each other we thought we'll just do that Yeah, I mean, talking is usually how we chill. Um, <laughs> anyway, with like tea, so this is not much different from talking with each other. We're just recording it for other yes. people to hear potentially. Yeah, <laughs> if if we have any listeners. Yeah. So, uh, if we do have any listeners, then welcome to late night conversations with Kabir and I, where we just chill with each other and just talk about. Yeah, I guess uh, something I've been thinking about for a while. I'm not sure. I haven't got an answer but what makes like late night conversations better or even different from like conversations during the day mm. for us not for us i think it's the case with everyone because uh, most of the conversations where i've talked about emotions or feelings or you know things that i don't necessarily talk about with anyone have been during the like we hours of the night yeah why do you think that is uh, that's an interesting question like why why don't we get up like at noon and like yeah i'm i want to talk about my feelings and feeling this way like why don't we do that we do but uh, we, it's i don't actually i can't remember even a single time we've talked during the day maybe in the evening yes in the evening in the evening we're just like working most of the time but even when we don't have work yeah even on weekends we don't necessarily just like have these deep conversations during the day it's mostly just as we are unwinding and as the day is sort of like creeping towards an end and then we just like sit with each other and then we just come up with some like weird stuff to talk about and yeah, yeah it I just feels very natural that's the thing i don't think we intentionally come up with okay now i want to talk about this with arushi or um but i i think it's actually got a lot to do with exhaustion mm mm-hmm. uh because when you're like fresh you have certain priorities that you want to take care of 
and once you've taken care of them um unless you're like in a really bad place you your mind doesn't really necessarily generate that thought of like i want to talk about this like that thing those emotions just don't come up mm-hmm. but when you're like done with the day and now you're unwinding like you're literally the way i think of unwinding is you're literally removing the sort of the stopper on your mind and mm-hmm. you're sort of letting go you're literally letting go mm-hmm. which not only includes all the things you're stressed by it also includes all your inhibitions because if you think about it mm-hmm. <laughs> this is a different tangent but the the similarities between someone who's very drunk mm-hmm. and someone who's very sleep deprived yeah are very similar the similarities are similar yeah <laughs> i realized <laughs> so i am sleep deprived now right yeah so uh, yeah how late is it it's 107 Yeah. So, yeah, we are both sleep deprived for the record. So, if you hear anything that's not very coherent, that's okay. I don't okay. think anyone cares. Yes. <laughs> They're here for the incoherent. Yeah. Hopefully. So, um I was saying that uh, I do agree with you about the sleep deprived and uh, the drunk thing and similarities because I think in both cases the mind is not functioning as it should. Like the cognitive abilities sort of decline when you're sleep deprived. So I think there's some definitely some similarity there with the like you know drunk people in terms of function but I don't know how much of it is there in terms of like emotional um I guess like emotions being on the forefront or something like that I mean if you think about it a lot of people journal at the beginning of the day and at the end of the day and by the end of the day you also accumulated all these tiny 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 like tensions mm-hmm. and also like of a better word like I mean there's no other word to describe like a trauma that's not like severe it's just like you know like a, a trauma something that leaves an impression on your mind yeah um so you accumulate all these tiny 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 tension stresses and by the end of the day they've worn away your mind sort of freshness its defenses mm-hmm. and then you're just kind of unwinding and anything that's even I mean depending on how tired you are but anything that's even slightly like troubling uh, to you it comes up to the forefront of your mind now you can decide whether to talk about it or not that's a different question Mm-hmm. uh but i think it's also yeah about like whether you feel comfortable doing that whether you want to do that whether you have the will mm-hmm. to do that whether you're trying to suppress it and it's not working yeah i think that's a pretty interesting take on that because i've never really heard of this before or thought of it before but yeah for me i think uh, one element why late night conversations are so different from daytime conversations are because nighttime also provides this uh, layer of like anonymity for some reason like uh, i don't know i just feel like i could be more open about things with my friends my roommates and everyone at night because during the day you have to be doing stuff you have to be sort of like you know uh, in the uh, work mode or the study mode or the whatever just being a functional human being mode even if it's the weekend and then as night arrives you sort of just like you know change into your night clothes and then you're no longer that person so i guess nighttime also gives your uh, mind more luxury to just like be whatever or talk about whatever stuff that probably came to your mind during the day or just probably you know was uh, at the back of your mind but it never came to the forefront Yeah, I I mean that's I think that pretty much actually adds to what I was saying. But like when you get tired, the stuff that's at the back of your mind comes to the forefront of your mind. Yeah. So um I I think there's also I don't know exactly the science behind this maybe you do, but like when ATP accumulates like over the course of a day, um then your sort of in, your ability to inhibit or like exercise willpower essentially is reduced, right? I don't know that. Okay. I mean, okay. 
um well, i think that's also part of this whole principle anyway this this uh, line of talking is hard very far from like cozy <laughs> <laughs> see that's what happens yeah, we begin cozy. with something and then we go off on tangents and then we start talking about stuff which is like super meta yeah. and then it ends up very far from what we initially thought it would be yeah so we were going to have a late night conversation and the conversation literally just turned, turned into to a conversation about late nights yes <laughs> <laughs> that is yeah welcome to this podcast <laughs> it's basically how it's going to be yep um so kabir what has been on your mind lately what has been on my mind not too much mm-hmm. just been doing a lot of work mm-hmm. um i've been thinking a lot about investing okay yeah <laughs> super cozy yeah it's i mean you asked me what's on my mind <laughs> so um yeah just been thinking a lot about like investing and in financially like preparing for the future and building up wealth and all those things like that how it works mm-hmm. um so far i feel like i have an idea but i'm at that point where i'm done incrugering myself but uh, <laughs> because i haven't actually taken any action i'm in that phase when i'm just like reading mm-hmm. learning watching videos and not doing anything with it mm-hmm. so i don't know how I'm, how much i am actually learning so kabir here when he gets any idea in his head gets pretty much obsessed with it for a while yeah. and then he'll exhaust all possibilities related to the idea and more often than not that idea never really develops into much yeah it's actually the same with when i'm ordering food yeah. i really want some food i'll browse like every restaurant uh, around me for that food and at the end of the day i'll end up not getting it and just eating at home because i'm like i'm i'm done this satisfied my curiosity for the food yeah so i don't know how practical your investment plans are going to be yeah. because if we look at it uh, you know in the same vein as all of this other stuff but yeah it makes sense i mean so the re- that's why i'm kind of looking for a financial advisor mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right because uh, i can learn as much i just i feel like i'm just learning enough to not get scammed by a financial advisor <laughs> so if any financial advisor is listening yeah please reach out i need help with my money i don't know where to put it yeah and if anybody who has any idea about money is listening at all just like reach out to me i have no idea what the fuck to do with money in the first place or how to pay my taxes how to invest or do any of this yeah this will this year 2022 will be the first time you're filing taxes right yeah how does that feel i feel so weird that we have grown up like i know that we are in our mid 20s which sounds so weird really? i yeah it does to me like i always picture myself in my head as someone who is very grown up and i always felt that way even when i was like 15 or like when i was 14 and as uh, weird as the sounds but whenever anyone used to compliment me on like my maturity especially like you know men or yeah just generally people would be like oh you're pretty mature i would feel so nice about it and i would see myself as that way as someone who was way older for her age and now thinking back to it i just like find that really sad but yeah like at that point of time i always used to think that i was like so mature and at the same time i was so naive and dumb as well <laughs> in certain aspects <laughs> and i was very childlike and i think it's the same thing now like i'm pretty grown up in terms of certain things and i have figured out a lot of stuff in my life that i think people really struggle with <laughs> but at the same time i have really 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 got no idea about certain things which i think like people that are way younger than me also know how to do 
Yeah, it's like your particular set of circumstances has taught you things that other people haven't learned and not taught you things that other people tend to learn by this age, right? Yeah, I think so. Do do you think uh, I feel like that's the case that are people I feel like everybody feels that way. Really? I would think so. Um in our own isolated bubbles of experience, mm-hmm. we all feel like um we have learned stuff. So actually, I would take that back. Uh, I think most people feel half of that. Mm-hmm. People feel that they haven't learned what other people have learned and they don't realize that they have learned what other people have not learned. Okay. Right? But someone who generally has like a healthier self image would acknowledge like both mm-hmm. nobody knows everything other people know and nobody uh, sort of doesn't know what other people know yeah and if someone's a narcissist then they think that they know everything yeah that other people don't i don't know if narcissists would think that oh yeah so they would just think they would know more than other people yeah. they don't necessarily everything that they know yep <laughs> <laughs> like in their mind that's a <laughs> look <laughs> at kabir being the therapist no yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah and me being uh, absolutely clueless about this stuff because it's sunday and i don't want to think about work oh, yeah, and kabir is doing a great job thank you <laughs> i like to get into people's heads as weird as that sounds yeah you you got into mine so <laughs> yeah um it's it's here's a unique i guess challenge. so i'm falling into the same trap i'm thinking my challenge here is unique maybe other people have this challenge too mm-hmm. but a unique challenge i feel that i fall into or like i have is that uh, i sometimes make excuses for other people because um i feel like i know why they're doing something even though i don't like what they're doing that's not unique yeah that's partly i realized after i said that yeah, yeah. but i think uh, i have had the same struggle as you and i wouldn't necessarily call it making excuses but yes if you are adding that like you know and or yeah. but after a person's actions then definitely that's being unfair to yourself like i have seen a lot of people especially um in my line of work the people that i interact with they've been really really hurt by certain things that people have done to them even if these actions were not malicious mm. like if their parents raised them in a way that was not very great and they've said something like you know my parents really hurt me they'll always add a but my parents really hurt me but i know they had good intentions yeah anything before the but is deleted yeah because it's it's sort of and when i hear that i feel so sad when a person says like you know yeah i know that uh, like you know he cheated on me but he didn't mean to he really loves me or something like that because sure he didn't mean to but that doesn't mean that your own feelings are not valid and you can use an and there like yes he cheated on me and he really really hurt me and like you know I understand like both of those things can be true at the same time like him having good intentions or whatever yeah <laughs> at least not in this case <laughs> but yeah or not meaning to yeah whatever so yeah. um yeah so both of those things can be true at the same time like you can be really hurt by someone's actions even though their intentions might not be to hurt you yeah and i don't know like whether this is a common understanding because i don't see people saying things like these often like mm-hmm. like i know why they did that and i'm still hurt by it yeah yeah there seems to be i mean this, actually uh, I, i take that back i think people say that i don't think the people who do the hurting sometimes realize this yes that's they what i was going to say that's what i was going to say like people start 
saying like you know if you tell your parents like i really disagree with the way you raised me or something like that a lot of times at least indian parents do this a lot yeah. in like my experience so far <laughs> not to make a generalization i think it's a fair generalization but, <laughs> <laughs> yes and in the experience of all of my friends and the colleagues and coworkers and everyone else that i know except like a rare few people hmm. uh when you say something to indian parents like you know i feel really hurt by you doing this they'll be like but i did the best that i could and yeah. they get like super defensive about that but like sure you did the best you could and i was still hurt by it mm-hmm. so just that's because... so hard to sit <laughs> with for yes. parents and not just parents even anyone. like anyone it's like the best your best was not enough yeah that's your best just was a, not such enough. a devastating reality to sit with it is I think uh, you struggled with that as well. Like every time, if I bring something up, yeah, where like I was hurt by your actions, or I want you to do something, and then I tell you about it, and then you get a bit defensive, like yeah. you know, that wasn't my intention. And I think it's it's like easy to say that you know you have to sit with that, and both of those things are valid at the same time. Yeah, so I think uh, it's fair to say that you didn't mean it because it's also important that you present your point of view, right? but i think uh, there also needs to be an acknowledgement of how the person felt by your actions yeah i think a lot of the times what gets in the way is the feeling of blame mm, and yes. or, or not that you would be blaming me but i would feel blame and if until that gets acknowledged it's very hard to like look past that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, as one of my clients once said that uh, like uh, when i pointed this whole thing out they said the road to hell is paved with good intentions yeah which my client didn't say that <laughs> i mean it's the <laughs> yeah, yeah, saying yeah. but my client reminded no, your, me of it your client is the original person who said that <laughs> you have very famous clients <laughs> too famous maybe <laughs> isn't that who said that isn't are they like didn't they was it some away? greek philosopher yeah like it's... or abraham lincoln because half the stuff that i read on the internet is attributed to abraham oh, lincoln albert and einstein man really no um I don't know. And then everyone clapped. It's just a proverb. I don't think anyone knows who said it. Right. So yeah. it's probably just some Greek. So it was your client. Yes. <laughs> oh, the modern expression was first published in Henry G. Bourne's A Handbook of Proverbs. Oh, so he just compiled a bunch of shit he heard into a book, and <laughs> somebody said this. Somebody he knew. So if you're listening to this podcast. Yeah, Henry G. Bourne. If you're listening in. Great job, Henry. Good job stealing other people's content and then compiling it and putting it on mass media. It's not like other people on the internet do that nowadays. <laughs> and to be it was, so it things sounds, really things really haven't changed since the 1800s, right? It's just people stealing content and repurposing it. Nothing has changed. Yeah, and I was gonna say it sounds like the BuzzFeed of books. <laughs> Top 50 proverbs you've never heard before. Number 40 will shock you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and when i was a child i actually remember reading these like clickbait books i don't know if you've ever come Give across me an them example. yes so these usually had titles in hindi and they were something like duniya ke saath uh, vichitra ajube or something like that what does that mean can you translate yes that? i was going <laughs> to <laughs> so the titles would be something like um the most mysterious wonders of the world or like you know very uh, i guess like hyperbolic in nature and statements that don't even make any sense or number one it's a rock on a mountain 
yeah or the most adventurous stories in the world or something like that i'm not sure that it doesn't come across that way when you translate it to english yeah yeah it's it's just so melodramatic yeah the the way it's put in hindi like i don't think english i mean actually no i'll, I'll take that back english can be very dramatic but modern english is not very dramatic as far as i know it's pretty dry have you been on bus ride okay fair no i have not i despise like that kind of <laughs> if BuzzFeed wants to sponsor us, we are sorry for the yeah, last we'll, we'll couple of it. minutes. We'll just like delete that. But no, this is no, yeah, this is staying. <laughs> so if you want to sponsor us, you can sponsor us despite that. So. Yeah, I mean, so actually, um, I've seen like some BuzzFeed videos, mm-hmm. like the articles. I don't like, but some of the videos, like the food ones, um. Like investigating different safety. Oh of my god! Prices. I love their unsolved series. What is that? Uh, where two guys just like chat about uh, unsolved mysteries. It's Ooh. sort of like uh, some, I guess, crimes or generally about certain incidents or certain like unresolved mysteries and stuff. They just like sit and just like chat about those and come up with theories. Oh, I want to do that. Then chat about unsolved mysteries. I do that all the time in my head and with you. And with me. So why not do that on our podcast? Okay. Okay. Let's pick an unsolved mystery. Are we doing that now? Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. Cool. What's an what unsolved mystery? Is there anything in your mind? Um. I I'm just thinking of aliens. <laughs> of course you are. Yeah. So. It's I don't is it an unsolved mystery or like a mystery that hasn't actually. Kabir is thinking about aliens half the time. Kabir yeah. thinks about aliens more than he thinks about me. I knew you were going to say that. Probably because <laughs> I'm an alien and I have telepathic abilities. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know, man. There's something just so cool about everything we have ever seen, mm-hmm. heard, tasted, mm-hmm. smelled, mm-hmm. felt, mm-hmm. has come from this planet. How cool would it be? Well, so caveat to that. Obviously, everything on this planet came from other places too. Yeah. Right. But mm, it's very likely that... Everything that has originated here on a in a lifetime has originated on this planet. It's got sources beyond that, but generally speaking, it's from this planet. Haven't you heard we are made of stardust? Yeah, that's so. I mean, <laughs> sure, sure. But I mean, that stardust dust settled on Earth. That stardust made Earth. Then after Earth was made, everything here, with the exception of like meteorites and stuff like that mm-hmm. and when we've gone to the moon and mars and i don't know so, if got examples so mars. before we go any further please don't quote us on any of the science after this uh part of this. the podcast <laughs> because this is really a late night conversation and we haven't done any research for this episode and when we talk about things related to psychology or just like general mental health and stuff we are coming from a place where we know stuff but I have no idea about what I'm saying right now. Like, it could be true, it could be false. I don't know about that. So, take this with a grain of salt. It's just a bunch of theorizing. Yeah, thank you for the disclaimer. <laughs> um, but, yeah, basically aliens, right? Aliens. <laughs> it's so weird that there could be something that's not from this planet um, and we could come into contact with it or them. Or them. In our lifetime. Maybe we have and we just don't know it. I mean, that's what everybody, not everybody, that's what a lot of people think. That's the general consensus. Like, we, what if we have and we don't know it? There are a lot of, like, uh, sort of theories, like the Great Filter, if mm-hmm. you've ever heard of that. No, I haven't. So the Great Filter is this theory that every civilization in the history of the universe goes through particular stages of evolution. Um, and there's, like, different levels to it. I forget who came up with it. Some, some I think some British scientist or... Someone, so European scientist, mm-hmm. um, and they basically said that there's a point in that evolution that mm-hmm. if a species gets past, mm-hmm. then they most likely 
let me back up actually so the great filter mm-hmm. the theory is that if there's so much let's take the premise that there is a bunch of alien life in the universe okay why haven't we come across it yet assuming we have not um so the only reason if you one of the reasons is that there is a stage in a civilization's evolution which is like a do or die mm-hmm. you either get past it or your civilization gets wiped out nobody survives so it is likely that we are actually alone in this universe because no other sentient being has ever gotten past that point so there's actually no other life in the universe and it so and we don't know if you've come across the great filter yet or we've already passed it we don't know that so maybe it's covid <laughs> i mean yeah so the theory is that it's either like the expansion of the sun when it dies it's like a cataclysm on the planet tsunamis earthquakes maybe it is a meteorite strike maybe it is like a deathly plague or a virus um could be any of those things but the principle is that there's some event that causes the destruction of a species before it can evolve to a level sufficient uh, or required for it to survive that oh that's cool <laughs> i don't know cuz it's partly scary right like in a sense like you could we could have approached that and you know moved past it with technology or we are yet to face it yeah. or it doesn't exist and there is alien life out there and there's the reason other than the fact that we haven't come across it that um we don't encounter it yeah maybe it was like things such as the i don't know i was going to say something but i forgot yeah it, it, it's a there's a great filter and then the, there are a couple of other theories like this about why we haven't come into like contact with aliens or like extraterrestrial beings like on a global level so interestingly recently there were like um essentially i there were originally leaks from the us us government i i am so sleepy that i thought you were talking about lakes double a oh my god lakhs <laughs> lakhs thinking about money cuz you're sleepy Yep. So yeah, I I thought you were talking about the vegetable leaks, and I was just like picturing the U.S. government making <laughs> this like soup. Leaks are the real aliens. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, there, I think there was a vegetable which was thought to be alien. Really? Yeah. I, An I alien forget. vegetable? Yeah, like it could not have originated on this planet. Like its biology Potatoes. was I don't know. its biology was completely different from huh. other um, so if there had to be an alien vegetable or a fruit what would you think would be alien so i recently found out like carrots are actually purple and they were later turned orange due to like human intervention that is bizarre to me but i wouldn't think that's the alien yeah have you had like purple or black carrots no i have not they taste delicious they yeah. are so much better than these like weird orange carrots that we get on the market hmm Okay, maybe then the orange ones. Are. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I don't know the the orange carrots. And no offense to anyone who likes orange carrots, but they just taste like so plasticky. Have you guys had red or like purple or black carrots? Because they taste amazing. Mm. I have never eaten purple carrots. We should try it sometime. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, other vegetables. Have you? You have had dragon fruit. Yeah. It's, it's so. I don't know. It's so tasteless. and so it's like i don't know so uh, <laughs> purple dragon so purple dragon fruit is amazing like not the red one i mean yeah 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 so i mean like when you cut it open it's purple on the inside oh okay yeah so Then that the white one yeah so that is amazing Why that's like really so i have no idea except eggplant what i love eggplants uh, maybe it's just you and when you cut eggplants they're not purple on the inside yeah they're not they're like <laughs> greenish 
Yeah, what kind of eggplants have you been eating? Oh my god, are you Robots. the alien? Maybe. Hello, <laughs> fellow humans. <laughs> Greetings from another member of this planet that we both co-inhabit. <laughs> Smile. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, I think if I were to pick a fruit that was alien, I would probably pick like rambutan. I don't know if I'm what pronouncing that? that correctly. Look it up. Or mangosteen because they both look so weird. Rambutan, fruit native to Southeast Asia, of course. Oh, it's so hairy. <laughs> it's it's red. Yeah. With green hair. Yeah. So uh, the hair it ripens. It's not like the hair doesn't remain green. It also turns red. Oh. Yeah. So what is this white like inside? It's white on the inside. Yeah. It tastes like. Uh, it, it looks tastes, like an egg. Yeah, but it tastes exactly like lychee on the inside. It's from the same family. Okay. I think, uh, is it called lychee in English or I is it know. lychee? It, uh, both. <laughs> <laughs> right. What's a long name? It's also uh, from the same family. Oh yeah, we, I never had it. Yeah, oh. yeah. So. We got it like a week or two ago and uh, I was going to have it and I never ended up eating it. So I actually don't know what it tastes like. Yeah, I guess it looked like a lychee. Yeah, yeah. It tastes like a lychee as well, although it's a bit uh, sour, I guess. As compared to a lychee, it's it's a bit weird. It's like a. Is it a winter fruit or a summer fruit? It's a winter lychee. I have no idea. It, it grows are... in Thailand, so. Oh, so it's that's not a season. That's a country. <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, what I mean to say is, it grows in like uh, tropical areas. It also grows in like Kerala and those kind of places. Oh, okay. So, so it's I like... think it's summery. Okay. Okay. And what was the other one you were gonna say? Mangosteen. Mangosteen. Yeah. Oh. oh, this is so weird. <laughs> okay, let me describe this. It's got a purple skin um, with really big leaves on its stem. It's almost like a very small eggplant um, with some leaves. And on the inside, it's like, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like wedges of this white fruit. And it just looks so odd. I think there's a, some red flesh also, but maybe that's just part of the peel. Yeah, it's part of the peel. That's a very thick peel then. Yeah. What does it taste like? I have no idea. Oh. I haven't eaten this. This is the only fruit I think that I've seen like on the market and never eaten. Because uh, it was here like a couple of weeks ago and I was really tempted to get this fruit but I I, I didn't. Yeah, I am very skeptical of how this would taste. People in tropical countries eat it all the time. I mean, like, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Its origin is uncertain due to widespread prehistoric cultivation. Mm. That that stinks of aliens to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's a tropical fruit, so interesting. It's a very very weird looking fruit. I guess it's also because you never grew up around fruits like these. No. Yeah. I grew up around the most textbook fruits you have seen, like no, bananas, but... apples, oranges, grapes. <laughs> That's it. Even kiwi was a interesting discovery for me when I first had it. Like, what is this little brown hairy fruit with green, sour, juicy fruit on the inside? It's so weird. <laughs> yeah. So it's funny because uh, people in the US, like, I have a cousin who lives in California, and generally people over there describe guava or like pineapple or uh, coconuts as being so exotic oh, wow. and i can't picture it at all it's so funny and mangoes oh my god like people are like exotic oh, yeah. fruit and they link it with mangoes like mangoes are so weird mm. and i have seen mangoes 
growing up all my life like i've seen mango trees in everyone's houses and everything and to me just mangoes are so common place yeah. mangoes are the most you know like common fruit that there could ever be in india in india yeah it's the uh, mango season is there's so much hype around mango season yeah like i kind of buy into it cuz mangoes are pretty good yeah and you don't even know the half of it no. having grown in like a city yeah. and like areas like this in himachal everyone just like uh, sends bucket full of mangoes to each other's <laughs> houses even though everyone has mango trees in their house yeah. but people still like bring over uh, buckets full of their mangoes and i don't know why so they do has, it everyone has mangoes and they're exchanging mangoes yes <laughs> that's so funny that's not how trade works <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> not how trade works but they just like uh, go to someone's house with like a bucket full of mangoes hey these are mangoes from my mango tree okay interesting <laughs> i don't know what to think about that i mean it's cool like people are sharing stuff right yeah um but like if they already have mangoes i would <laughs> go give them more mangoes and then take the mangoes that they have <laughs> they don't take the mangoes oh, so that they trade. have yeah they no. just like bring mangoes over to your house so it's a whenever circle, they come right? visit so yeah. i go to your place i give you a bucket full of mangoes you go to a third person's place you give them a bucket full of mango and then the third person comes to my place and gives me a bucket, bucket full, full of mangoes. mangoes so it's just like going around and nobody's gaining or losing anything we're just spending time giving people mangoes <laughs> yes yeah Uh, or maybe everyone's passing around the same bucket of mangoes and it's like stale by the time it comes around to the first person no it's different varieties of mangoes oh so there is some trade mm, then in that I case i guess i guess that's fair it's like oh i have variety a you can have variety b yes yeah. i think that's fair although like uh, the place is so filled with mango trees that like there are mangoes lying on the road every time you walk like there are just oh. dozens of mangoes just sitting there mm. so i didn't know this was the mango podcast i mean it is the meaningless podcast which means it can be anything yeah so right. as existential psychologists have said because in every episode there is some commentary on existentialism <laughs> since there is no objective meaning to life you are free to decide whatever meaning you want to assign to it yeah and since there is no objective meaning to this podcast we can assign whatever meaning we want to it including mangoes including mangoes yeah hmm what is the most like common fruit that the, the most common apples fruit. uh yeah i guess cuz a for apple or <laughs> i mean that's why it's common for me I, i would think banana really yeah i mean i i think banana is also kind of tropical so you get oh. apples everywhere you get bananas everywhere too no no only in india really yeah i mean you do get them other places but then like have you seen the banana tree Yes, it's a very tropical one, but I would think people in tropical. Oh yeah, I guess you can have apple orchards, but you can't have banana orchards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Whenever I've grown up, I've just seen bananas on like the dining table, and you can grab it anytime and eat eat it. So it's been the most common fruit, more even more than apple mm-hmm. for okay. me. We were talking about uh, we were talking about alien life. We were talking about alien. Oh life. yeah, so so the most alien fruit would be banana steam. Banana steam? Yeah. Sorry, what mango steam? My <laughs> god, my brain is full of bananas. I'm going bananas. <laughs> so Kabir has invented a new fruit, banana steam. Banana steam. Right. So we were talking about alien life. Yeah. I mean, yeah. When people think of alien life, actually nobody thinks about like alien plants when they think of alien life. Yeah. Everybody thinks of like oh these humanoid creatures with big eyes and big heads who will come down from a flying saucer and like zap you. <laughs> um, or not zap you or become friends there's only like two outcomes they can't be indifferent why not no. i think of indifferent aliens yeah no i'm just saying in general like media nobody portrays aliens as like indifferent even indifferent but if they're indifferent they're like callous 
they they don't even care about hum- human life right they, they'll just destroy it because they're indifferent right. but i've never seen an aliens be so indifferent that is that they don't destroy life but they just don't have anything they just don't want anything to do with us i feel like i feel like if there are aliens it's like if you see a cat mm-hmm. or a dog you don't want to destroy that cat or dog but also if you oh re- if you're really busy you won't inter- have the time no i mean okay fair, i would example. i would Be yeah good. i was just going to say give an example before you talked about being a monster and not talking to cats yeah yeah i've been talking to a cat all day <laughs> yes today yes yeah so Uh, yeah like look who's talking you literally have cats coming to your doorstep the whole day and you abandon work to just go and meow with cats <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's the best uh, yeah it's the best but anyway i was saying that it's sort of like if i think of aliens and i think of uh, creatures that are more advanced than us creatures who like know more than us and all of that like if for example they exist and they have just known matter of factly that humans exist and they think of humans as like ants going about their business just like you know we observe a colony of ants that are just like walking and crawling and taking stuff from one place to the other just like building communities and we don't like interrupt us interrupt them and like help them build a community or whatever right mm. we just let them go about their way most of the time unless they are in our way mm. right so i feel like if there are aliens they just like no matter of factly that yeah these are humans and they are just like building their communities and whatever and just like yeah. let them do that yeah it's also interesting that you said if you think of aliens you think of these advanced beings nobody thinks of aliens as like dumb or like not advanced <laughs> but and i can partly understand why it's like if a species is able to get to our planet and have assume presumably superior technology they must be like more advanced right or i just think of aliens as like you know being microbes or whatever or just like yeah. you know just alien life in general like existing life outside our planet just right. maybe um, like bacteria that survive in salt water or yeah because there are such species on earth as well which survive in like really odd climates and mm. i think of those yeah so here's an interesting thought experiment what if okay mm-hmm. so we are planning to go to mars mm-hmm. right what we if we are not us the human race <laughs> right I mean, i'm so disappointed kavi i would go would you go no 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 really yes okay and our journey ends here no <laughs> because we're not going now <laughs> no but think about this if um, so we're going to mars yeah and no i'll come along too okay. yeah <laughs> okay um and if we have plants that mm-hmm. we take from here and find a way to cultivate them in martian soil and then we leave mars mm-hmm. and let the plant sort of evolve mm-hmm. over the course of 500 years how is it going to evolve without water or... no 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 so so there's like so we create an ecosystem for it okay right so it can survive and germinate and reproduce on its own yeah so it's got its own ecosystem and we leave it alone for 500 years when we go back mm-hmm. and when we bring that plant back will that plant be considered alien life and why i i when you say this whole like you know thought experiment out loud it reminds me of my own like question about if we let ai or if we let you know uh, any sort of like robots or any kind of artificial intelligence yes which yeah. i already mentioned uh if you allow them to develop feelings or whatever if you like program them to be more aware of their thoughts and uh, just like be more conscious then at what point does it stop being 
AI and does it become like a sentient creature? So, using the term AI, it mm-hmm. would still be AI because it's artificial intelligence. Yeah, you're right. It's been artificially, it's been made by humans. Yeah. But the I guess the question you're asking is, will it be like as conscious as a human being? And what's the difference between? No, I so okay. just because like it's super late and I uh, forgot what I was originally saying. Uh, what I meant was that w- what. I thought of when I came up with this idea was at what point do you like allow them to have rights, you know, like oh. human beings. Um, there was a time when women were considered second rate people and, you know, there have been so many injustices towards a lot of uh, groups in general. And at what point do you feel like it's okay for AI to have rights or, you know, like to allow them to make their own decisions about things, to give them sort of like autonomy and at what point does it become wrong for you to dictate what AI does? Yeah, I guess the the question essentially is what quality of human beings um, sort of gives us the right to have rights. Yeah, yeah. Right. Is it emotions? Mm-hmm. Is it logic? Is it awareness? What is it? Because a lot of like lack of rights comes from some feeling of like, I mean, you feel like you're not getting what you deserve. Mm-hmm. You're not getting what you need to survive to live to thrive in the society. Mm-hmm. You're not being given an equal opportunity to, as other people, to like have the same platform to jump off of, right? Yeah, yeah. Right to reach as far high as you can. So I guess I mean that part is I would say it's both logical and emotional. Yeah. Right. Um. But if AI depends, like, does AI have logic and emotion? And like what what are we don't even understand like what emotions are or what logic is like actually I don't think we understand it like we can study it mm-hmm. we can make models about it mm-hmm. but like this is such a difficult thing to explain but how do you show someone logic in nature it's entirely a human mental construct yeah everything is a human mental construct so that's my point so we don't understand like what logic is yeah. as a species yeah like we use logic mm-hmm. we detect logic mm-hmm. we point out flaws in logic mm-hmm. but do we know what logic is we have emotions we feel mm-hmm. emotions we detect emotions we describe emotions but do we experience emotions mm-hmm. but do, do we know what they are yeah i, I don't think and it's like if, if we don't then how do we understand whether an artificial intelligence is having that experience and whether it is like what it is doing is logical what mm-hmm. it is doing is emotional how do we classify things uh, classify the behavior of an artificial intelligence into those groups if we don't understand what those groups are ourselves. I think uh, to simplify it a lot, there was a point when people used to perform surgical uh, procedures on dogs without giving them anesthesia because they thought that dogs didn't experience pain. Yeah. Uh, the same way that humans did or like, yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, at what point does it become detrimental for AI if they don't have rights? You know, I guess that's one way of looking at it. Okay. Like, is that the thought process of an AI or of a human being? <laughs> like, who would think that? Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm confused by the dog example. Mm-hmm. Is that the detriment thing related to the dog example? Yeah, like, uh, like people. Because the dog doesn't think its rights are being violated. Yeah. It just feels hurt. Yeah, so that's the thing, right? Like, even if AI doesn't uh, talk about its rights being violated or if AI doesn't explicitly demand rights but then you realize that not giving them rights or um, not 
giving them the same experience as human beings in certain aspects is causing ai some hurt okay yeah that's interesting um so again i mean it goes back to the same question what is hurt yeah right because do we understand what hurt is can we detect it in another like ai i think we can uh... even if that ai says it's hurt mm-hmm. assuming it knows our language mm-hmm. how do we know it's actually hurt and then the question is do we question it mm-hmm. right because yeah. that's what the mistake a lot of people have made in the past when it comes to like other people demanding rights yeah like are you actually hurt it's like i don't actually know maybe i'm hist- i'm not the strongest person historically so maybe that's not a question that was ever raised um but yeah people have invalidated other people's experiences yeah. all the time yeah so i feel like if ai ever becomes like sentient then people are going to invalidate ai experiences that's i mean yeah a... people invalidate every other experience out there and ai i mean if you think about it ais are like seen as slaves essentially yeah right? that's right now, that's the like make them to do our bidding there's a black mirror episode hmm. which um, yeah which sort of explores this this topic it's called white christmas for anyone who is interested yeah and i love that episode because it's about at what point does this become ethically right you know you are creating this like other type of intelligence and you give them certain like features certain capabilities and at what point is it okay to treat them as like slaves basically there's also this movie her which i really like which also explores like some of these concerns around ai yeah that's a really good question mm-hmm. and on that note i think we're going to wrap up this episode yeah. of the meaningless podcast <laughs> we touched upon this was supposed to be a cozy chat yeah. and we ended up talking about aliens ai weird <laughs> fruits plants um problems what else did we talk about yeah we talked about a bunch of stuff we talked about late night conversations so yeah. we went pretty meta yeah and uh, lots of tangents that's basically the theme of our podcast it will always be that yeah. so yeah thank you for tuning in and we will see you next time bye